The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 20th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Each week, I share expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how it affects our economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer your questions and better yet, to connect you with the amazing guest I have in studio today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And here's the line up for the show today. Andy Landis, a regular contributor of my show. He is my go-to guy on everything, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Nationally known author, speaker, and just an amazing all-around guy. So today we're going to talk about Social Security duly update, or he's going to give us a duly update on Social Security. And my next guest in studio, newly elected in November... King County Assessor John Wilson, having a conversation about your property taxes. And last in studio, David Hopkins and Eric Weinberger with Property Pro- Property Partners. You've seen the TV shows where you get your home ready to sell. Well, in greater Seattle area has the Property Partners. David, real estate broker, and Eric Contractor, they use their own money to get your home ready to sell. Take the headache away from selling and make it easy. One call and you're on Easy Street. Pick that right off the website. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on the topics discussed, please, again, feel free to call the show at 1-855-411-50. Don't lose the number. 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyrg.com. And as always, today, let's start out with a little money chat. Money. Money. Regular listeners, you know that my regular profession is a mortgage professional. And occasionally during morning, morning ch- occasionally during money chat, I talk my my arena, which is mortgage. So today I thought I'd talk that we've had uh, realtors uh, in the show on a regular basis, obviously, for the uh, six years running of the show. But recently, we've ta- a hot topic has been the multiple offers that are happening, lack of inventory. But I want to start out by saying... In any real estate market, there is a lack of something, lack of sellers, lack of buyers, or lack of money. Not everything. Usually just one of them's happening. Right now, we've got a lack of sellers. we got tons of buyers, and we have tons of money at low cost. But look at the positive side. Glass house half full, half empty? I don't know. I choose to look at it half full. And the positive side is the fact we've got a lot of buyers, and we have really inexpensive money. But let's talk and figure out how to deal with the shortage that we have right now, which is the sellers or a lack of inventory. And you have to be competitive in the market because there are so many buyers. Why? Because money is so cheap cheap. So on my arena, when it comes to financing, I just want to give you a few things to think about in being competitive in this very competitive market. And as I said before, when I've talked about this market, what I always tell my buyers is just don't give up. If you want a home, you're going to get a home. 
as long as you don't give up. If you give up, you're not going to get a house. So just go and fight the fight. Keep making the offers. Try not to get emotionally connected to the house until you get through the process and get your offer accepted and know that when your home, the right home comes up for you, the offer is going to come together. But the worst mistake that you can do is give up and learn from the mistakes that you made in the first offer. Also, make sure that you take advice from your realtor. And if you don't have confidence in your representation that you're doing exactly what they're telling you to do, you need to pick up the phone and get another representation. And you know, I've had plenty of them in studio here. I only bring in the best of the best. So here's what I want to tell you in my arena, because that's the area that I'm an expert and can help on important in any area and this is the whole purpose in, uh, behind the show and why it's called the money hour is bringing in the best of the best in every arena regarding your money and industry leaders at what they do so you need to have great representation in er- every area that you have representing your financing and there's no difference when we're talking about your mortgage professional their reputation in the local market is going to possibly break or make you getting your offer accepted now I have nothing bad to say about credit unions BECU they've got some great products some great pricing the reality of it is you don't have a local representation in the market. So having BECU on your letter, I'm just using that as an example. Again, I, I don't want to you know, say anything negative because it's a great thing, but having a, a local lender's name on that pre-approval letter can make or break but based on their local experience in the market. So that's going to be huge for you. Uh, you must be pre-approved. Now, any realtor... Ex- um, Any realtor out there that has any experience is not going to even show you a property without being pre-approved. Why? It's not to be rude to you as a buyer, but it's actually to respect your time as a buyer. It makes no sense for you to go out and look at properties until you've been pre-approved. Why would you want to do that anyways? You don't know what your payment objective is going to purchase you out in the market. Maybe not as much as what you can approve for. You may approve for more, but your own personal objective and what that's going to accomplish you. Now, be ready to remove your financing. Now, you have to make this decision and whether this is right for you or not, and only you can make this decision, but it's something that you might need to do to get a home quicker and not make as many offers and win in the multiple offer scenario. Removing your financing means you're putting yourself at risk if your financial situation changes. So if you lose your job, you're going to lose your earnest money, and that really is what the risk is. When you, when I'm talking about um, making your offer more competitive, the risk is is losing that earnest money, that good faith deposit that you've put towards the seller. So the larger the earnest money is, the more uh, uh, strong your offer is going to be, but the more at risk if you're not really thinking these things out. But in a lot of situations, if you don't re- remove your finance contingency, the offer is not to come. It's not going to come together. Another house will but it's just going to take that much longer. Um, Shorten your timelines. This is a big one as well. Now, if you're not going to remove your finance contingency, shorten the timeline. Again, finance contingency means if anything happens with the financing, your earnest money is at risk. So maybe you want to have that in there because you don't know what the property is going to, what the appraisal is going to come back at, but shorten that timeline on the financing. Now, why is this my arena? Because I'm in charge of the financing. So make sure that you've got your financing lined up and taken care of very quickly. We work together as a team between your mortgage professional and you as a buyer. So they can't do it all on their own. It takes you to be diligent and to provide the information um, and expedite expedite it to get that finance contingency removed. Closing date, shorting your your time turn times on on a closing date. Now I would say as a mortgage professional doing this day in and day out, it's kind of challenging on a closing uh, date because you do need a, a particular period of time to close. But what you're hearing out in the market now that you need 45 days because of all the new regulations with TRID and all that, yes, there's a lot of days that have been added. It's a lot harder than it was before TRID came into play, which I've talked to you about a couple times during Money Chat. Uh, bottom line is, is it shouldn't take 45 days to close. Anything shorter than 30 days can get 
tight. But again, it really depends on what you're willing to do. Are you willing to pay for a rush appraisal? Um, a lot of different things that we can talk uh, off online or you can have a conversation with your mortgage professional. Loan program is a big one. What type of loan program you're utilizing can make or break that offer getting accepted. Your best financing option is conventional financing. Now, not to say the best con- option for financing based on making your offer competitive is conventional financing. Now, you may be listening as a veteran. Oh, my gosh, it's the best loan program out there if you're a veteran. If you fought for our country, that is awesome. The bottom line or, or the reality is with the seller, it's the worst financing because it's a VA appraiser that's going to come in and they're going to be a lot stricter on the property, which is going to put risk to the seller and that offer not actually co- closing. If you want to be more competitive, it's your decision. You can go with conventional financing if you can qualify and then turn around and refinance to a VA loan after you've got your home. So there's a little way around that. FHA financing is not going to be as favorable as conventional in the market either. But any of you going FHA financing, it's because you need to go FHA financing. I will tell you as a mortgage professional, if I'm showing you FHA versus conventional, you will choose conventional every time. But if you can't qualify for conventional FHA, so FHA is the only way that you can get into a, a home, that's okay. I work with clients using FHA financing all the time. It's just going to take a few more offers to get their home accepted. So again, just going in with realistic expectations um, and understanding what you can and you cannot do. Uh, appraisal. Again, this is a decision for you. Uh, what are you willing to do with the appraisal? If you've got extra cash and you're willing to uh, pay for a higher amount than what the appraisal may come back at, a lot of buyers are doing that to be more competitive in the market. Now, it is crazy out there, but I, what I will tell you is the market always goes up down. A uh, market always goes up and down. We will have a crash. The question is, when is that going to happen? Does it really matter if you plan on holding onto your property because property values will always come back up? So look at the history of real estate. It's still the safest investment. We're in a great market here. Don't worry about what the market's going to do, when the market's going to drop, or how much more it's going to appreciate or it's not going to appreciate. If it's the right time for you to get into property and um, uh, moving up to a new property. So that's my money chat for you today. Coming up next on the money, our social security duly update. Andy Land is nationally known author, speaker, and my go-to everything. Social security, Medicare, and Medicaid right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we were... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Would someone you know benefit from a free wheelchair ramp? You can help a low-income friend or family member receive a free wheelchair ramp by contacting the Master Builders Association. Call 1-800-522-2209 or visit rampathon.org to apply. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. 
Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 20th show. I am dedicated to my listeners providing you with tools needed to make informed decisions on all matters when it affects your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show, talk with the guests that I have in studio, or ask any questions that you have for me as your host. Uh, You can go to themoneyhour.com and uh, let me know anything that you would like to hear for future shows as well. And in studio right now, I'm going to have a conversation with the one and only Andy Landis, nationally known author, speaker. And again, as I've said on the show earlier, he is my go-to guy when it comes to everything, Social Security, Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And uh, we're going to talk with Andy today. He's going to share Social Security, uh, Julie, update. Andy, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Tina, it's great to be back. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And a little bit about Andy for my first first time listeners out there, because again, he's been around for almost the entire six years that I've had the show. Andy Lannis is a social security guru. He is the author of the best-selling book, Social Security, The Inside Story, called the Social Security Bible, available on, from Amazon.com. And what's your new book that just came out? It's an update on Social Security, The Inside Story. So look for the 2016 edition. Should be out this week. Awesome, and congratulations on Thank that, Andy. You. Andy travels to the United States making sense of Social Security. He has worked with pre-retirees and retirees for 38 years, first at Social Security, then at Boeing, ARP, Warehouser, and now as a speaker, author, and consultant. Read his blogs at Wall Street Journal's Market Watch website. And Andy gets rave reviews because he makes Social Security clear, and definitely you make it fun. He lives in Seattle with uh, K keyboards, campers, Keyboards, camper, computers, cars, and sometimes kid. well, kids. We'll have to have a topic or a conversation on that a little <laughs> bit after the show, Andy. So uh, what is Dooley? Okay, well, most of us who are. Is, what is who or what is Dooley? It's a made-up word that I made up to describe people that are eligible for Social Security in more than one way. Get it? Duly eligible. So you're always making up words, I know. Andy. Well, you, you like the zombie, like the zombie thing. It's okay, about well, that's the zombies. Show. It's really about the zombies. <laughs> no, so so most of us are duallys because we have we have our own work record, and we have a spouse or an ex-spouse or a deceased spouse that was also a worker. So we could be eligible for Social Security two okay. or even three or more ways. So uh, the problem is that we've talked about doolies and zombies and stuff like that here, Mm -hmm. but then Congress went and changed the rules last November, so we need an update on what the new rules are. So there are two provisions that Congress changed last year, and what are those? Correct. The one that we call file and suspend, which we often talk about as zombifying your Social Security, Mm -hmm. and the other one is restricted application, where you only take the other benefit, not yours, and let yours grow. So those are kind of going away over the coming months and years. Okay, so Andy, how does the file and suspend work under the old rules? Okay, that's what we used to call zombie Social Security because you put your Social Security in suspended animation. So a little background. The later I take Social Security up to age 70, the more it's going to be for per month. Okay. So a lot of financial planners say, you got to wait, you got to wait, you got to wait. Well, I don't want to wait. I want to get paid. I want to get paid early. It's hard to wait to 70. So what if there was a way to get paid to wait? 
to get paid while you're waiting. That sounds like a really good deal. That's a good deal. If you have a spouse, you could file your for your Social Security but suspend the payments. Your payments are growing up to age 70. Okay. Meanwhile, your spouse can file on your record. So you have some money coming in. And Makes for sense. some people, that could be like 60000 bucks from age 66 to 70. Wow. I just talked to a person, what, this week who said they had no idea and they were going to get $62,000 that they didn't know they had coming. That is crazy. It's cool. And that's what probably why Congress took it away. Yeah. <laughs> because it's wow. a little generous. So that's the general idea. And what the change is under the new rules, I could file and suspend my payments, mm -hmm. but that cuts off my spouse as well. Oh, so, got it. So no more free money coming in for the first four years. So, Andy, who still qualifies for the old rules? Well, that's all based on the date that you request the suspension. Okay. And the critical date is April 29 of 2016. So you got to act uh, quickly. You've got a couple of months here from the yep. time that we're recording this to the time that that would happen. So if you're 66 already, think about this. Think about whether this would be valuable for your family. Talk to a financial advisor, uh, or I'll give you some software that you can run your own numbers. So if you request suspension after that, you're under the new rules, mm -hmm. and you can't do it. Got so. it. And you know, Andy, my age and my husband. So when we start getting, he's not close to 66, but when it starts getting time, you make sure you put on your chickler to make sure I'm all, uh, I'm all good. There you go. You bet. We'll <laughs> so talk. can you, uh, let's give an example for my listeners. Okay, let's take a couple. Let's call them Paul and Jane. And under the old rules, let's say Paul's Social Security was 500, and let's make Jane the high earner, okay? Okay. Is that okay with you, Tiny? It's totally fine. I thought it would be. So Were you just going to call me Tiny? I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny <laughs> Tina, that doesn't work at all. So Jane's Social Security is 2,000, Paul's is 500. So at 66, Jane, the higher earner, files and suspends her payments. Well, that opens the door to a spousal payment for Paul of up to 1,000 bucks, half of hers. So he files and he gets a $1,000 spousal payment. So over the next four years from 66 to 70, let's see, that's 48 months at 1000 a month. That's 48000 bucks yeah. that we paid them to wait wow. for Jane's to maximize at 70. Then when she files, instead of 2000 she gets 2640 okay. for the rest of her life and the rest of his life. Whoever yeah. survives the first wow. death gets it too. So that's kind of the classic file and suspend that you only have a couple of months to get on board. Yeah, and uh, I've always said um, uh, about with Social Security, when I've had you on the show, we talk about just really the mistakes that you can make and the financial uh, devastating mistakes that you can make. So how about the other provision, the restricted application? How did it work under the old rules? This, under the old rules, pretty cool. It's kind of another way to get paid to wait. Um, basically, if I, as a dually, I'm, I'm a worker and my wife is a do worker, uh -huh. so when I hit 66, in not too long, uh, I could file not for my own. You could call it a detour. Instead of filing for my own, I file for my spousal payments on my spouse's record. Okay. So I take the smaller payment for the first four years. In the meantime, mine is getting bigger and bigger until I'm 70. Got it. So that's the beauty, and it's still open. The door is still open to that for a few more years based on birth date. Okay. Yeah. So the, under the new rules, you cannot delay. If you file for one, you file for both. You can't put one on the shelf and hold it till you're 70. You've got, got to it. file for both at the same time. 
So what about who qualifies for the old rules? Well, again, it's all about your birth date. So listen up. If, if you are born before January 2nd, 1954, mm-hmm. so you're already 62 or so. Okay. You can do it. Okay. You got to be 66 to do it, but you can do it. If you're born after that, you can't do it. So okay. it's all, it's not a, can I do this or not? It's, it's just, just all your based birthday. on that date. Okay. Got it's it. A all right. Deal. Yeah. So can you, uh, can you give my listeners an example uh, of that, Andy? Yeah. So this again is the restricted application. Let's take John and Marsha. John, Marsha. They could be married <laughs> or divorced. It, it doesn't matter whether they're married or divorced. But if they were divorced, they were married over 10 years. And let's say they could each get 2000 bucks from Social Security. So at 66, let's say John decides to file this restricted application. Okay. Instead of filing for his own 2000 he just files as a spouse on Marsha's and gets only 1000 But the beauty is... Over time, up to 70, his payment grows from 2000 to 2640 That's 132% payment. So basically, yeah. he's been paid 1000 a month <clears throat> to wait till his grows an extra 600 bucks a month. Wow. So okay. it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it does pay off if you live to average life expectancy or beyond. Got it. Now, fine print or any other limitations. Good point. Good point. So a couple of things. One is... If, heaven forbid, but if you are a survivor, if your first spouse passed away, Mm -hmm. so you are now a widow or a widower, these rules didn't change. You could still do this. And I know two people in my personal sphere Uh who are taking a widow's payment now. Yeah. And then they'll switch to their own at 70. Wow. So you can still do that if you're a widow or a widower, heaven forbid. The other is just a caution. Social Security has not issued official rules on these laws yet. It's pretty simple to read the law. Well, not really. You need to be a lawyer. But it's pretty clear what the law meant to do. Or have an expert Yeah. So until Social Security issues um, the rules, we don't really know exactly how they're going to interpret the law. But I think I've pretty much nailed it. Got it. Okay. All right. So, Andy, um, a call to action for, you know, my, my listeners are wondering, what do they do from here? Yeah. Well, everybody should think not just about filing for Social Security as soon as you can, which most people do. Mm-hmm. Most common age is 62. Every case is different. And you can get you can probably do better than your first thought because there are some techniques. There's some strategies you can use to maximize your Social Security, even under the new rules. So what I would say is there's a really nice online calculator that's free, free, free. So take the freebie. Um, Google Financial Engines Social Security Calculator. That's Financial Engines Social Security and that's a pretty cool way to run your numbers and yeah. find out if you're on the right track or not. Awesome. And for general information, of course, I have to say my website, Andy <laughs> of Landis. AndyLandis.biz. And there's blogs and videos and all kinds of stuff. And pretty soon I'll have my book linked to that. So Yeah, and uh, Andy, I would love for you to uh, please let Lionel listeners, especially for my first-time listeners, um, or, I mean, I've got you in maybe on a quarterly basis, and, and my regular listeners may uh, miss a show here or there. Um, no. Please, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you never know what somebody's doing on a Saturday or the rebroadcast on Sunday. Um, the other books that are out right now, um, just as I wrap up and take us to commercial, mm-hmm. can you... Um, I announce that to my listeners. Yes. Look for Social Security, the Inside Story 2016 edition. The 2014 edition will be taken off the 
Amazon site in, okay. in about a week. Got it. So don't take the 2014. The 2016 is all updated with these new rules we're okay. talking about. Well, Andy, I, I just I, I thank you so much for always being here at the right time when my listeners need to make changes and really be thinking about what they need to be doing in Social Security, Medicare, or Medicaid. And I just appreciate your wealth of information. Well, thank you. It's good to spread the word. It is. Thanks, Andy. And coming up next on the Money Hour, do you own a property in King County? What's happening with your property taxes? John Wilson, our King County Assessor, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after the short break. Are you a property owner or resident of King County? Did you know everybody is affected by the property tax? Do you ever wonder why your property taxes go up or down? Listen in as King County Assessor John Wilson answers your questions. Assessor Wilson will explain the basics of your property tax and relief that may be available if you qualify. For more information, listen in or visit kingcounty.gov assessor. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything? packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year. What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? A village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about. To build libraries and fill them with stories. Prepare a meal with food you helped grow. To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself. Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. There's one thing you can never have sex without. It's not something you buy. Or something you take. In fact, there's only one way to get it. It has to be given to you, freely. It's consent. Because sex without it isn't sex. It's rape. Consent. If you don't get it, you don't get it. It's on us to stop sexual assault. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Well, welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 20th show. I build a network of elite industry professionals every week sharing their knowledge and expertise with my listeners. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk to my guests that I have in studio or any suggestions or feedback that you have for me as your host, please call the show 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And I am so excited. 
excited. This is the first time I've had the privilege to have a conversation with our newly representative in the King County Assessor, which was November, right, of last year? Absolutely. John Wilson. So he is our King County Assessor. And John, I'm so excited that you're coming in today. And I've already got you committed that you will come in like on a quarterly basis. Yes. You got it, Tina. A little background about uh, John. King County Assessor John Wilson, elected in 2015, November, assumes office having earned the praise of people both inside and outside King County as one of the most innovative forward-thinking managers in local government. Wilson served as chief deputy assessor for four years. He worked, gained a reputation of savvy developer and mobile mobile technology and public-facing solutions that enter enhance customer service with drives down cost good thing. During his tenure, he rebuilt the department's website, increasing traffic tenfold to nearly 4 million page views a month. And Wilson also served as key staff member for the leading public officials. He worked as communications director for former Congressman Al Swift. He was selected to be the first public information director of the Northwest Power Planning Council while former Washington Governor Governor Dan Evans was chair. And Wilson served both communications director and chief staff for former King County Executive Ron Sims. Working for Sims, Wilson helped drive regional efforts on freight mobility expanding parks and open space and building greater regional collaboration and transportation, the environment and other key local government services. As a producer and finally executive producer at King 5 News, Wilson's worked won prestige DuPont Columbia Award three times in five years, professional recognized, unmatched by television station in Seattle area market. His broadcast work has appeared on King, ABC News, uh, NBC Network News and CNN. Wilson also earned print journalism awards as reporter at the Seattle Times and Seattle Weekly. I'm proud to say you're our new King County Assessor. So congratulations again on the role. So I'd like to start out for my listeners, uh, John, if you could um, talk about why King, why uh, that you ran for King County Assessor. It's, uh, Tina, an incredibly important office. It touches every one of us here in King County, whether you're a homeowner, a business owner, even a renter. Uh, and I felt from having worked in the office before, we really needed to move forward. We saw that the real estate market was radically changing after coming out of the Great Recession. <laughs> Suddenly, we're booming again, and we had to figure out how are we going to keep pace with that? How are we going to make sure that there's somebody there? And I thought the assessor is the person who should be there as a champion for homeowners, taxpayers, and also, frankly, trying to do something about housing affordability so that mm-hmm. everyone in King County hopefully can find some place they can call home. And that's great, John. And being in the mortgage industry and helping buyers get into houses all the time, the affordability piece is huge. Um, Many taxpayers right now, they are receiving their property tax bill this week, and they may ask why the increase. So can you explain a little bit of how property taxes work and what you're doing to assess the properties? from a kind of quick nuts and bolts standpoint, mm-hmm. January 1st of each year, we establish the assessed value of your house. Yep. And it's based upon what, what we think the market value then is. And then we ha- factor it for time and, and, and that. Uh, then what we do is we calculate, depending upon the tax districts that have uh, taxes applied to your property, how much we need to charge you in property taxes. Mm-hmm. And then later that year, uh, we calculate that. And then around Valentine's Day, it's our way to say we love you, taxpayers. I know. Sometimes you do when the taxes go down. <laughs> you, you do. You do. Uh, we, we, we send out a, an, an increase. Now, the increase is not necessarily tied directly to the increase mm-hmm. in your assessed value. Uh, roughly, and especially this year, 
about half of the taxes that you're paying on your property taxes are voter-approved levies. Yes. Um, we have a couple in the county, county-wide issues that we passed for an emergency radio system for a program uh, backed by Executive Constant called Best Start for Kids. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in the city of Seattle, you had three others. You had a, a first-year funding of a Metropolitan Parks District, a $930 million transportation levy, yeah. and then also a clean government or campaign finance bill that was also added onto the property tax. And I think Thank you for explaining that, John, because I think I've uh, a lot of homeowners, and I surely did not until I started doing the show, and I'm in the industry, but really, you know, knowing and all the background about everything, sometimes there's not enough time in the day. But I, uh, most homeowners probably don't understand that less than 50% is based on the value of your home, and you have to pay attention to those levies and what you're voting for. Um, you're voting for something good. It's going to cost money. Your taxes are going to uh, go up accordingly. Now, so, and I always like to talk about balance in, in life, and there's no difference to taxes of your property taxes are going up, it's okay because the real estate value went up. If your taxes are going down, the real estate value went down. So again, half glass, half full, half uh, empty. So homeowners values went up. Talk about the property taxes and them going up. Give, ex- explain that. Sure. So so this year, uh, somewhat coincidentally, um, property taxes went up roughly countywide about the same rate that property values went up. Okay. Values went up a little over 9%. On an average across King County, the increase was about 9.35%. Okay. Now, it's not always that tightly linked, but this year in particular, because of a variety of things, it kind of did balance out that way. Okay. All right. And is there any relief um, for seniors that you can share? I've, I actually have some experts that come in and talk to our seniors um, uh, quite often. And so who can't afford their their property taxes? Talk to our senior listeners about what to do. Well, exactly. And, and, and we really hope that people will take advantage. There's a low-income senior exemption program. Uh-huh. There are three very sim- simple things you need to qualify. Obviously, you have to be the owner-occupant of the home, okay. 61 years of age or older, uh-huh. and have a household annual income of $40,000 or less. Got it. Um, if you do that, then we remove um, excess levies and that mm-hmm. out of your taxes and, and freeze your property tax value so that it, it, it provides you some permanent relief. And this is a tax exemption that you don't have to pay back. Yes. Now, John, let's say I've got a, um, somebody listening because, uh, you know, especially um, uh, with seniors, they, they may have forgotten or not understood, not know that they have this. Now, they can go back a certain amount of years, yes? You can go back three years. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, so what about... Uh, appeal for property taxes. Um, you know, occasionally a homeowner may want to come forward and appeal. Now, I, I will say that you really want to think about and, and be cautious of your time to see if it makes sense for you to go through that process. So do a little research first. But let's talk about the appeal process, John. So technically, you don't appeal your taxes, you appeal your value. The value, correct. So, so you have a a window of roughly 60, not roughly, a window of 60 days once you receive your revaluation notice. And those will start going out here later this year, probably in mid-spring or so. Um, Once you get that, take a look at it. If you think our value is high, the easiest thing to do is to go to our website and we have an online appeals tool. And and exactly to what you were talking about, Tina, one of the things I want to do, and I I helped engineer this program when I was chief deputy, is I said, I want to give people a better idea of if I drop my value by X, what's it going to mean? Is worth it. Exactly. Um, you know, if you're only going to save $10 on your property taxes, you're going to pay 15 bucks just to park downtown. Yes. So what we try to do is give you a wizard there where you can estimate, here's what I think my property is. You can look up yep. comps mm-hmm. and, and then you can decide, yeah, that's worth it. You quickly assemble all the things electronically and send them on in. Yeah. So tell me, the website's unbelievable. Can you please tell my listeners uh, where to go? It's at uh, www.kingcounty.com 
www.kingcountyhealthcenter.gov and then assessor. And on the King County homepage, you'll see under departments, we'll be right up there in the A's and you can't miss us. Perfect. Now, you had talked about affordable housing, and I know that's important for a lot of people, including myself. Uh, what's going on there, John? Well, you know, what What we're trying to do is, is find ways to, to create more affordable housing stock for a range of economic situations. Uh-huh. You know, not just for the, the homeless and the very poor, we certainly want to take care of them, sure. but also for, for young people, for that first year teacher, uh, for the firefighter or the, the, the police officer for the nurse and that. And so we're wanting to try to get a handle on that. We also need to do it for our older citizens, too. Yeah. You know, one of the challenges that citizens, senior citizens that don't necessarily qualify for the exemption program fine is is that they're on a fixed income, like we were talking about Social Security on your show just a moment ago, mm-hmm. and they find, all right, my income isn't going up, but my property taxes are, yeah. but I really can't afford to move. Mm-hmm. So we want to start to look at how can we give them some help and make sure they we're not literally taxing people out of their homes. Yeah, and really quickly here, um, because I'm in the mortgage industry, if you see that your property taxes on this new potential house that you're moving for and have an offer and it's really inexpensive, you got to look and make sure that because most of the time it is because it's senior exemption and what's going to happen, you're going to get in closing. And right before, um, after the offer has been made, you realize, wow, those are not my taxes anyways. Just a little shout out there. Um, On the determination of the property value, can you give a little uh, explanation of that for my listeners? So it's it's based on a variety of things, but, but the general characteristics of your home square footage, um, how many bathrooms you have, the shape and condition of the home, uh, you, you know, uh, the number of bedrooms and that. And then and we, we go out once every six years and actually physically inspect a property. If we can get mm-hmm. on site, we'll even ask you, frankly, and we'll show ID. Uh, can we come in and take a look? Yes. Um, and we I'm waiting an, for that, we're, that we're, knock. We're, 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 we'll Nobody's be knocking on you. <laughs> your, your day is coming. I know. Um, but, but that way we try to be as close as we can to what's really out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if, if listeners have a problem that we got something wrong, because we make mistakes sometimes, mm-hmm. please let us know, because we yeah. want to fix that and correct it. Awesome. That's great. And at levies, tax levies. So the, the way the tax levy work, Washington's what's called uh, a balanced budget state mm-hmm. uh, as far as tax, tax levies. So it's kind of like the scales of justice. Uh, local governments determine how much money do they need, and then we calculate how much we have to set the levy rate at, div- given the assessed values in that community. Okay. Communities that, that are really well wealthy and have high-end properties are going to probably have somewhat lower rates than those that have less. Got it. And the tax dollars, explain to my listeners, uh, where's, the, where's that money go? So about 50% of it actually goes to public education. Uh, and then the rest of it is split up between the, the other state functions, between uh, King County, your local governments, um, hospital districts, even though there's a funeral district in King County. Okay. Um, so uh, it's not, you know, we want to make it clear, the, the assessor nor King County get it all. It, it's dispersed, but the county is simply the collector of, of the property tax. Got it. John, I got to say, you know, to wrap up my time with you uh, here in my last minute, can you please, uh, just the next four years, what is your plan and vision? You know, one of the keys is, is you talked about it a, a minute ago. I, I want to make it more transparent to the public of how yeah. property taxes work and give them a better tool so that they can look at the ballot and say, yeah, I'm going to vote for that or not. 
then the other thing I want to do is pick up and keep working on those efficiencies so that we can operate more efficient, more effective, be more uh, you know accurate, and reduce our cost in operation. Wonderful. John, thank you so much. First time coming in. I look forward to having you on a quarterly basis, so we'll get you in here four times a year to give us all the updates and what's happening over at the uh, assessor's office. Appreciate it, Tina. Thanks Congratulations much. to thank you. Coming up next on the Money Hour, everyone knows to get top dollar when selling your home, you need to get it ready to sell. Get your home ready to sell by using someone else's money, labor, knowledge, experience. I'm really excited to talk with David Hopkins and Eric Weinenberger with Property Partners right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 20th show. I am here to empower our community providing you with opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 or go online at themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding money or to connect with the guests that I have in studio. And really excited, my first uh, conversation in studio with David Hopkins and Eric Weinreiter, uh, Property Partners, with the company. And you guys are doing something a little unique out there, and I always like to bring some something unique and special to my listeners. So thank you so much for coming in and joining me in studio. 
Thank you for having us, Dina. Thanks, Dina. And a little background on David and Eric. David Hopkins started in the industry in 1993 as a mortgage banker, my arena, then branched out into mortgage broker, private money lender, house flipper, and real estate broker. Many hats, as I do as well. He has worked over a thousand transactions and has advised more than a, hundreds uh, more. He opened Northwest Real Estate Inc. and Northwest Lending with his brother. He has smart, sweet, and beautiful 11-year-old daughter. In his spare time, he runs, hikes, and uh, acts away with his golf balls. He is a real estate broker that will help in almost any way possible to get your home ready to sell and sells in a faster, easier, and for more money guaranteed. Eric worked with uh, at a young age with his dad and uncle remodeling, fixing, and tinkering around with houses, uh, generally anything else that uh, could he could get his hands on. So he would work hundreds of remodels, and Eric has uncanny ability to bring out the best in any home with the least amount of work needed. In his spare time, he hikes, runs, bikes, swims, and competes triathlons. That's awesome. Eric is a creative artist and general contact contractor side of partnership. Now, Property Partners Real Estate team coordinates getting your home ready to sell and sell it faster, easier, and for more money, they guarantee, and uh, will use their own money in complete the honeydew list and everything that your home needs to bring the highest payers, buyers, the best thing that they can be paid when the house sells. So I'm just really excited to break this down for my listeners. So first of all, you guys look like brothers and you sound like you're from uh, that TV show, Home Fix Up. Did you ever compare any of those, uh, did you compare any of those shows, Eric? Yeah, we get that all the time. Uh, you guys are you, handsome guys. Why, thank you. Thank <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we get that all the time. Um, you've seen the, the TV shows with the brothers, and uh, we're not actual real brothers. However, uh, we do the same thing, and we're local right here in the Seattle area, uh, King County, and then the surrounding area outside of that as well. Awesome. And uh, David, what do you want to provide for your clients? What's your goal? Most of all, just peace of mind. We want to take care of the transaction top to bottom. We listen to the client's goals and uh, uh, any transaction, any home sale is the biggest transaction in people's lives. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of things that go along with that. And we just want to help take care of whatever they don't want to, whether it's the honey-do list, whether it's updating the house, just getting the house ready to sell and taking that burden off the, uh, the homeowner. Makes total sense. So, Eric, just to, uh, on why you guys do what you do. I mean, again, it's it's unique and it's different. So what inspired it and what's the reason and the why behind it? Yeah, it goes right along with what David was saying is that um, most people do get overwhelmed with the selling process. And we want to help people make good decisions for their future, specifically their future financial uh, goals mm-hmm. because it being that large of a transaction financially for people, they just don't know what to do, yeah. how to spend the money, where to spend the money, what is actually a good um, budget for them. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they'll overspend or they'll make it so specific to what their taste are, yeah. they're not actually hitting the buyer's taste. 
So you start missing the mark on the sales price. Makes total sense. And I always, um, I've told my sellers many times, my seller listeners to the show, that it doesn't matter what market we're in. Obviously, everybody knows that we're in a seller's market and a major seller's market because of the lack of inventory. But it doesn't matter what kind of market you're in. The question is, do you want to get top dollar for your home? And you're only going to get top dollar for your home if your home is in top condition. So I just you know want to remind and bring that up again because I think it's so important. There's so many sellers just just may think that they don't have to do anything to their home and you don't have to your sell your home's going to sell but do you want to maximize your profits so uh, david walk me through a typical property partners transaction so we always start with a uh, visit to the home we've got to see what your home looks like mm-hmm. um talk to you find out what your goals are and from there we can we can create a uh well uh a model for what we're going to do to the house. Okay. Is it, does it need repairs? Does it need updates? Does it just need fixes on the honey-do list? Mm-hmm. And find out what price point you're getting to. And if you're talk, if you're trying to get top dollar, we need to make everything top dollar. We need okay. to make it beautiful. Um, but we, we do everything. Uh, we bring our crew in uh-huh. and take care of all the work. And, um, as soon as we're done, we list it, sell it, and then we get paid for any of the work done once it sells. Got it. So just to you know to break that down again, I mean, you're coming in and look at the home, and you're putting together a list of everything um, that needs to be done or could be done, depending on on how much they want to maximize their profit. So you come up with that that action plan or that plan of action, and then you're going to actually list the home. You're going to sell the home, and then out of the net proceeds, they're going to pay you back. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Simple. Yep. Pretty is pretty simple. Eric, um, how long does it typically take to get the home ready to sell? It's usually less than a week because our team is very efficient mm-hmm. and we like the, the idea of in, out, done. Um, Love that. So it depends on the scope of work as well. Okay. Uh, a lot of the times we like to go in there, uh, do designer colors. So that's carpet, paint, um, some of the switching out the most common things, the gold uh, fixtures, okay. uh, gold door handles to silver. It makes a classy look to it. Mm-hmm. Um but also being very updated. So we make all those finer, uh, smaller adjustments, but also we can go in there and do larger projects as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the kitchen, uh, there's damage to the property, we go in there. So it depends on the scope of the work, but 90% of the time is less than a week. Yeah, that's, wow, that's great. Um, and David, I know the first step again, you're gonna go into the property because not everybody's gonna fit into this. It's got, you know, it has to be the right home um, and the right opportunity. <laughs> but what about the financing side of it? For, uh, with your buyers, is there is there any financing that they have to show financial stability in order for you to come in and uh, take the sleep um, for them? Yeah, and that's the cool thing about what we do. If you use, uh, use us, as the uh, real estate broker, mm-hmm. uh, the money's just part of it. So whatever it. whatever you need money-wise, uh, there's no qualifying. Uh-huh. We have it. You just need equity in your house. Yeah, and I was s- going to say, so the qualification really is based on the asset, not based on the uh, the buyer. And obviously in most situations, well, and uh, actually I was going to switch to the buyer side, but um, never mind. Go ahead, David. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do, yeah, we just come in and, and assess what it is, what What's going to put in the, the, the greatest bang for the buck? If we Got put it. in $10,000 or twenty or fifty or $100,000, we want to double or triple the money that we put in. Makes sense. And um, we just get paid back the amount that, that we put in. We get paid back the money that we put in. And um, 
you get all the extra. Okay. So, David, what about uh, interest rate payment um, for the seller utilizing your your money? Yeah, and that's the beauty as well. We we don't ask for a payment. Uh, there's no interest rate. Uh, we just get paid when the house sells. Okay, so if you um, if you are a seller and you want more information uh, from David and Eric, uh, give a shout out for your website for my listeners. So we're at propertypartners.net, propertypartners.net. Wonderful. Yeah. Eric, um, I, we know that you work with folks that are selling their home, and do you also work with people that are purchasing as well? Yes, we do. We're obviously a licensed general contractor, so um, we can help you find, build, and uh, your dream home. So David does all the real estate side mm-hmm. of things. I do uh, all of the creative design, uh, and then the crew comes in there and we execute it. So Got it. Uh, just finding that fixer-upper, or you know, if it's just a smaller project, mm-hmm. we go in there and do the design and make your dream home. Perfect. So you're a one-shot man, except you don't provide the mortgage, which um, I can do that for you. We know somebody that can do that. (laughs) Exactly. So Eric, uh, can you always make your client more money in helping them sell their home this way? Yes. uh, And we actually guarantee it. Uh, We make smart... So talk to me about uh, that guarantee. That guarantee. um, We usually put... We always put uh, smart money in there, try to put a dollar in, get two to three dollars back. So that guarantee... Uh, we do the comps for the as-is condition. We do the comps for the new improved value okay. and say, if you do put in $10,000, put a dollar in, 2 to $3 back, you should be selling it for twenty dollars or $30,000 more. Uh-huh. So we'll actually guarantee that sales price that you're going to be getting it more. Wow. So you guys are, you're really going in and putting a, a true strategic plan and breaking it down as far as what it's going to look like. That's correct. It comes straight off of a flipping background. Okay. So you're going to buy it for X, you're going to fix it, and it's going to cost this much, and you're going to sell it for this, and this is your profit. Uh-huh. We're so doing the same thing with the homeowner. They have a, they already have the house in uh-huh. the current condition. Okay. We're going to put in X amount of dollars, and you're going to sell it for this much more will equal this much profit. Got and we it. guarantee that we're going to do that. And if that doesn't happen, then you're writing a check for that amount that they didn't get. That's correct. That's awesome. Uh, David, average profit um, over and above the cost of any fix fixes or upgrades, where are you guys kind of averaging at? So right now we're averaging over $50,000. Okay. And so that's above and beyond any of the cost of the fixes. And so that that's money that goes into the pocket of the home seller. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. So as we're wrapping up the show here, um, I started out the show during Money Chat talking mm-hmm. about this crazy market and giving a little advice, advice as far as getting creative in how you're presenting your offer on the financing. Uh, could both of you just um, you know, give a, 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 a advice for my buyers in the market and what they can do when putting their offer together to be more competitive with the sellers reviewing those? David? So the more contingencies you can take out Mm-hmm. of the uh, um, of the offer, the better. You get with your mortgage broker, get with mm-hmm. Tina, and get the financing squared away. That's first and foremost what you've got to do. Um, and then just take away as many of the uh, contingencies as you can. Yeah, huh? 
it's uh, have the prettiest offer that you possibly can up front. Yeah, so go through and, you know, I I've, I've look at that that checklist of items, and there's all these things that you have the option, higher earnest money, shorter timelines, reducing, reducing your financing, doing pre-inspection. I mean, these all these lists. And so when you're meeting with your role tour, what you want to do is you really want to go through that list of items and find out, you know what, I'm willing to do this and I'm not willing to do that. And it's totally fine. I mean, there are it's just being prepared up front on what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do to get this home. Now, on the seller side, what do you feel that the biggest mistake that a seller is making in this incredible market? Uh, Not doing enough to their house. Just expecting uh, someone to come in and pay their price without doing anything to the house. Yeah, and I I would totally agree. I I knew that had to be the answer that you would have because it is the the biggest mistake that you can make. Things are really pretty out there for you as a seller, but make sure that you're maximizing and really being strategic on your representation, being strategic on how you price your home and what you do to your home. And I just thank you guys so much for coming into studio. It's really great to kind of put a spin on things and do something a little exciting Mm. and different than what's out there. So I really appreciate it. And you should get a TV show because you guys are definitely have face for TV. So thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tina. Thank you for having us. And this is your host and mortgage expert signing off for the day. I will be back same place, same time right here at 1150 AM KKNW next week. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. The preceding program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.